Hi everyone, Drew Road here from the Broken Brain Podcast. You know, every single past guest that we've had on the podcast has talked about the power of community. Regardless of what goal you have in your life, it's the friends and deep connections that you surround yourself with that will help you exceed in life, make progress on your goals, and build resilience when life gets tough. And as we all know, life does get tough. But many of you have written in, have messaged me on Instagram, have sent me a message on Facebook and said, Drew, I understand community is so important, but how? How do we actually build it. Well, today's podcast is one that I'm so excited to bring to the table because we need more practical examples of how to create community in our life. There has been a group of friends that I've been gathering together with for the last four years, a group of guys, my close guy friends in LA, and we practice a weekly ritual where we get together and we talk about important subjects that are going on in our health and our business and our families and our relationships. And what we realized over the course of these last four years in building this community together is that more people needed to know about it. More people needed to know the power of community and what we've all gotten from bringing this regular ritual into our life of connection. We nicknamed this group Man Morning because we're a group of men who regularly get together in the morning. And even though it's called Man Morning, really we wanted my dear friends to come on the podcast here and for me to interview them because hopefully you'll get a practical example of how to bring more community into your life, how to bring the ritual of community and deep connections into your life. And if you already have amazing friends, how do you go deeper? How do you get out of the small talk that society is known for and actually go deeper into more meaningful things? How do we get people in our lives to open up about their goals and be vulnerable and also create a space for ourselves to do the same? This is a podcast where we describe that. We go through how we've created this group Man Morning and how you can go and create a group yourself to bring real community into your world, whether you want to call it uh, Goddess Morning or whether you want to call it anything that you want to do. Man Morning is just a framework. And especially for those that are listening, I know this podcast is primarily female uh, listeners, but I want to say that another important reason why we called it Man Morning is that men who have a higher risk of suicide and have higher rates of having loneliness in their life tend to not regularly open up to other men or other individuals. And we have such a sense of bravado in our society where it's not cool to talk about your feelings, where men and boys from a young age are told, don't cry, man up. Now, the thing about that is that that harmful behavior creates adult men who are just not always the great listeners, who are not always the best supporters of people. Now, there's a lot of things that men are great at doing, but one of the things that they're not the best at is opening up and sharing regularly. And Man Morning is out there to create an example of how to do this in an empowering and beautiful way that can support us in all aspects of our life, leadership, performance, relationships, and everything else in between. We really focused on making this interview practical, so I hope you get excited and you can incorporate some of the principles that we cover into your own life. And if you want more on practical aspects of friendship, I have another podcast called I've Got Your Back. I've Got Your Back. We can link to it in the show notes here. You can find it on iTunes. And it's a practical example of how to create deeper, more meaningful, badass friendships in your life. Now, on to my introduction of my dear friends that are part of my Man Morning group. 
Welcome to the Broken Brain Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Perroid. Each week, we'll invite a new guest who we think will help you improve your brain health, feel better, and live your best life. And this week, we have guests, plural, my dear friends and tribe members who I'd love to introduce to our community. And I'm going to start off with Mohi Jain, real estate investor and founder of the nonprofit Immigranted, Antonio Neves, internationally recognized leadership speaker, award-winning journalist, and author. We have Nirv Sheth, founder and CEO of the e-commerce agency, Anata, and Christopher Gerbais, certified financial planner and partner advisor with Advice Period. Gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Brain Podcast. I wanna read off a few things here to kick start us off. So last year, health insurance company Cigna did a special report on loneliness and found that nearly half of Americans, 46%, of Americans in their study reported feeling alone sometimes or always. And that 43% of relationships are sometimes or always not meaningful is what they found in their study and reflection from their participants. And that many people reported feeling isolated. Dr. Sanjay Gupta recently did a feature on CNN and CNN.com and talked about how being regularly lonely has an impact on your health equated to smoking and that studies have shown that being lonely can register as actual physical pain in the body. Researchers from Rice University have shown in their study that people who reported being lonely or socially isolated took longer to recover from the flu. And the world's five healthiest and longest living communities, as Dan Buettner has referred to them in his book, The Blue Zone, as blue zones, have connection and community as one of their central pillars and keys to longevity. Now, we see the headlines on social isolation, and regular listeners of this podcast know that community is so important to our health. In fact, every guest we've had on the podcast in the 35 weeks since we've been running it have talked about the research and the evidence and the anecdotes from their own life on the importance of community. But every time I put out an episode and I read the comments and the reviews and I get the Instagram DMs, I get the same feedback. But how? How do I actually build community? So I'm honored to have you gents on the podcast to discuss exactly how we, from scratch, built a little community, a little tribe that meets together on a weekly basis that's, in a sense, a modern-day ritual and an opportunity for us to connect and, most importantly, connect intentionally. So let's start on the basics. What is Man Morning and why is it important to you? I'm going to go over to Chris to start us off. Yeah, Man Morning is intentional time we spend together, usually hiking or, or walking and talking about uh, talking about life in general, um, talking about a range of topics from business, relationships, um, sometimes parenting. Some of us have kids, some of us don't. But it's a time where it's a time that we have set aside to spend together that we all feel, I think we all agree, adds a lot of value to our life. For me, man morning is important for lots of different reasons. Um, and I think we're going to talk about several of those reasons, but the very fundamental reason it's important to me is that it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I don't mean alone just in the, the physical sense, obviously, like, you know, that we're just spending time together. For me, what I what I mean is that all this stuff that, that is happening in my life, challenges, issues, things that for me are, are, are difficult or challenging, it's so helpful for me to hear that other people are going through the same things. That's what I mean about not feeling alone. You know, we have five other guys that we're spending time with who are all from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different businesses, 
um, again, some are our parents, some aren't, some are married, some aren't. Um, yet a lot of the same issues and challenges are recurring and we're all going through so much of the same stuff. And just to know that other people who you care for and respect are going through the same challenges just makes me feel a lot better about my life in general. So that's the, the, the huge advantage and, and benefit that I get out of Man Morning. I want to pass it over to Antonio to expand on a little bit. Feel free to jump in. I think in the social media age, it's really easy to, to hide. It's really easy to, to isolate yourself and hide behind a post, whether it's Instagram or, or tweets or LinkedIn, et cetera, these various status updates. And what's amazing about getting together from Man Morning is you can't hide. You see these men uh, and you look in their eyes and you're sharing things that sometimes are, are really raw, sometimes things that are very exciting. You share your ups and downs, the challenges, et cetera and you're not able to hide, you can say something that's extremely vulnerable and no one's giving you a hard time about it. If anything, folks are looking at how they can actually support you. So for me, what's amazing about it, and Chris hit on this, is that the support network that we've created, I think you know we're all going through different things and it's a great reminder when you share something, whether it's about finances, whether it's about business, whether it's about relationships, that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not the only one experiencing this. Someone else has gone through this before and you can get all these different opinions and vantage points. And I think what's amazing about the vantage points we have is that people are so curious. And what I found special about Man Morning, especially about these group of men that we get together with, I look at it as, as, as a coaching group in many regards, not a consulting group. I think if it was a consultative group, what people would do in this group is tell you what to do. Oh, you're experiencing X, Y, or Z, do this or do that. Very rarely have I ever got that response when, I, when I've shared something instead. I get asked really, really good questions, sometimes questions that, that challenge me, things that open avenues and doors that I wasn't even considering. And so that adds so much value that otherwise would not be there if someone said just do X, Y, or Z. And to look someone in the eye and know they got your back and, and they got you covered, that means the world and it's a powerful way to start your day. Nerf, jump in, uh, uh, feel free to share why Man Morning is important to you and also give us a little bit of the origin uh, story on how this group came together. Yeah, so for me, coming into Man Morning Thursday, it's been, our Man Morning overall for us has been something super positive. We all live really close to one another. Um, so this group here is in Los Angeles, and we're probably within one mile of each other for some of us, three miles of each other for the rest of us. And it becomes so easy to not actually spend time with one another because we all get super busy, whether we're running our own businesses, whether it's our relationships we're spending time on, other areas. And what we tend to miss out on is getting that, that time together. And so Man Morning has been a really amazing excuse as well to just get together in the morning time and to spend quality time together where we haven't had that opportunity to do so always because it doesn't jump on the calendar. But with Man Morning, it does stay on the calendar. It's the first thing we do on a morning uh, around 7 a.m. And it just brings us right to the same place together to have some amazing time and to be able to have these conversations. For me personally, coming out of, I used to live in San Francisco prior to moving to L.A., and that community um, just wasn't there for me. So for when I came here to LA, being introduced to this group of friends became such a great place that felt we don't have family around. My wife and I don't have family in California. Um, they're on the East Coast or they're in Texas. So we don't have that built-in community support when we are here, but because when we created this community, it now feels like this is not just our second family, but it is our family. And it feels such an amazing feeling having that community around. Yeah. Uh, Mohi, you want to jump in? 
Yeah. As a new dad, as somebody who also just recently moved to LA, what's the importance of, uh, of, of man morning and community to you? Yeah. Uh, similar to Nirav, I moved here a couple of years ago from the Bay area as well. And these guys had already established man morning. So for me, it was like instant community, instant family that is really hard when you move to a new city to like build friendships all over, um, you know, build that community and getting together on a weekly basis was just so amazing to be able to, to do that with these guys and share experiences. And Antonio is also a father. So that was super helpful to me as a first time dad, like just hearing his stories, listening to his advice about, you know, how to raise kids, how to balance all, you know, lifestyle and, and, uh, and everything that goes along with parenting. So it's been really helpful to get advice from each other, just lean on each other, uh, support each other in different ways, whether it's, you know, just parenting, whether it's anything like I think all these guys have each other's backs and that's what's super important. Drew, what's also dope about Man Morning, which we haven't hit on, is that it happens in the morning. And most times when dudes get together, maybe female friends as well, and I'm sure your, your, your listeners can relate to this, is that you get out and you go out for cocktails or you go out for dinner and, and you're stationary and you sit down. I love that these conversations that we have together are not built around a substance. They're, they're built around just great fresh air and conversation. And the benefit to that is... I don't spend any money for man morning. So, so that's a big benefit. <laughs> well, I want to piggyback on something that you said to open up to the conversation. So man morning is literally something we just made up. It wasn't something we all walked into. There was a group of us guys, a couple of us randomly that would go on a hike together. And then a couple of you had moved to town and we all kind of made friends around the same time. And it was like, Oh, Let's do this thing. And one day, I think as a joke, it kind of came up. Maybe Nerev, you know the story of it. But one day as a joke, it was like, oh, this is like our man morning. This is an opportunity for us to connect. And piggybacking off of what you said, Antonio, is, why, well, first, why I think that's actually important is that uh, we're not walking into an organization that was created for us. So anybody who's listening can literally make anything up and create community in their own way. We just gave it a name and made it a thing. And that's how it ended up happening and piggybacking off what you said Antonio is that it's about the intentionality it's an intentional way of hanging out we're not at the bar we're not uh, doing other stuff we're getting together and we're having conversations and as part of that we have kind of like a series of rules that we just made up rules guidelines boundaries to keep it intentional and I'd love to talk about some of them to uh, share with um, with the listeners. So Chris, first talk about the weekly component of it and this idea of rotating captains for Man Morning. Yeah, it's funny. I think the weekly component of it also happened organically. I remember we all, the majority of us went on a hike one morning and I remember we all had a blast. We just, we had a really great conversation. Everyone was in a good mood and it ended. And at the end, we're all about to get in our cars. I was saying goodbye and, and we, we were like, it feels like we should do this again. Like, why don't we do this more often? And I think it was Antonio. Uh, one of us said, the only way this is good, we're going to make this happen again and on a regular basis is if we put it on our calendar. And from that day on, we, we created a calendar invite and it was a weekly invite. And I, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday mornings from the get go. This was like close to four years ago. I think something, something like that. Um, and the fact that it's on all of our calendars and that we and that we've committed to it weekly, you know, we don't we don't end up executing it every week because we're all really busy. We're all over, the, all over the world traveling. Um, 
you know, some of the parents have, you know, kids didn't sleep the night before. I mean, life happens, right? But because it's on our calendar every week, we usually get in one to two a month. Or we text each other and we have to opt out. Yeah. Because it's a regular calendar event. It's not like, you know, it's it's like we intentionally talk about it each week of like who's who's going and who's not going. So it stays top of mind. It stays top of mind. And we're all on our calendars and we see it and it's and it stays top of mind. So I think that that's a, a, a big key is, is it just being on our calendars for sure. Um, another thing that that uh, we incorporate to make it more intentional time is is something that we kind of have loosely called a captain. But basically during these walks or hikes of ours, we like to ask each other really good questions. And, you know, sometimes the best questions take some thinking beforehand. So um, we've taken it upon ourselves that one person will volunteer as the quote unquote captain. That person will be responsible for checking in with everybody on a group text. Who's going to be there this week? Uh, because if, you know, five out of six people or four out of five people say no, then, you know, it may get canceled. But that person's responsible for um, the headcount, making sure there will be enough people to, to make it um, worthwhile doing the man morning. And then secondly, bringing a question of the day to the table. You know, it's really easy for all of us, especially at this at this point, I can imagine if it maybe is is um, folks that don't know each other and they're just starting up something like this maybe more important to, to bring a question of the day or questions to talk about. For us, a lot of the conversation happens organically, but it takes it to another level when we ask a really challenging, thought-provoking question, we all go around and answer it. Um, we found that that's generated some really, really good conversation and, and topics that add a lot of value. So um, weekly and assigning somebody to take, take control and be the leader for the week has been really helpful. And it keeps the conversation intentional intentionality is uh, the theme uh, of us all. Um, Mohi, talk about some of the other elements that we have inside of here. We have, we have a couple other components that we've incorporated in our weekly gathering. Um, uh, talk about two of those elements. A couple others are movement and low tech. Um, low tech is super important for us because, you know, as busy professionals, personal lives, we're always on the phone, computers, and we really wanted to make sure that we set this time to not be on our phones, really be present, uh, talking to each other, and having these deeper conversations. So literally no one's on their phones during this time. We're all really super engaged and, and corresponding with one another and making sure that you know everyone's being heard and everyone's sharing what they're really going through. Um, so phones and anything like that is just is off the table, and everyone's super respectful of that. Second of all is movement, uh, which... You know, it could be a hike. It could be a walk through, you know, the neighborhood. We've even all jumped in the ocean together, you know, and after a, a yoga session on the beach, whatever it was, we just really felt that not just sitting around and, and talking, but do actively moving. And uh, that just helps facilitate conversation, gets us going in the morning. Often we're meeting earlier in the in the daytime. So it's just a good way to kind of get the blood pumping, start the day off on the right foot, and also have these uh, deeper conversations that naturally develop from that. And we're pretty lucky that we live in Los Angeles and pretty much in any direction you go, 15 minutes this way, that way, or this way, you're either at the beach, you can end up at a great hike. Of course, if there's people that are listening that are in other areas, 
they might not be able to incorporate them the same way, but hey, you can always even go to the mall and walk around. You can always go something, you know, movement is kind of nice because I always remember Tony Robbins saying, you know, motion equates emotion. So especially when you have a problem in your head or you're dealing with a challenge in your relationship or something in your life that you just want to be heard about, the first part about it is just even talking about it and getting into your body and allowing those feelings to come out. And there's something about talking about it and movement and listening where it actually feels like you're making uh, progress and able to talk about it on a different level. And Drew, I think two things jumped off from what the, t- the gentleman just said previously is one, not that anyone at this table ever needs permission to do anything, but I can tell you one thing I don't I ever have a hard time with at home is telling my wife I'm going to man morning. Like that's something that she's actually excited about. Like, cause she knows I'm going to come back a better dude. I'm going to come back more, more thoughtful. Um, I, you know, maybe get a different perspective on things. So it actually charges up and it is a benefit to my relationship in, in more ways than one. And I think that's a, a, a huge component to things. And also on the, the question of the day that we bring to it with the captains, you know, Sometimes I think we think that when we're speaking, that's the most powerful time. But I can tell you from many of the man mornings that we've had, the most powerful takeaway for me was hearing Nero's response to something, to hear your response from something, to hear Mohit's response from something. So it's not always what we have to say. It's like it's really powerful to hear people share their perspectives and you can walk away with a massive learning or even a solution to a problem that you didn't have 20 minutes earlier just listening to someone's point of view or their take on something. Yeah. Agreed. Niv, tell us something else that we incorporate into Man Morning that uh, keeps it intentional. A big part of Man Morning is the opportunity for us to be vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, you you do that in a safe space. And so a big component of Man Morning is com- being comp- the confidentiality of our space and having a safe space to be in. Um, we're sharing things about things that are not working for us in our relationships, things that are not working for us on an entrepreneurial or work effort, things that are not working for us personally, even related to health. And those are areas that can we, we shy away from in open environments or just in the public, And but around this community becomes such a place that we can open up and really share and talk about what things are just not going right for us. And having a safe group of people to do that around and that won't be judging you and or being able to provide just comments that are not helpful um, really provides that level of community and support for us. Yeah, a lot of the data out there on social isolation, when people go through these surveys, uh, I saw a question which was, do you feel that you have one person that you can be fully honest with? And a majority of those participants responded back as no. And so I think that being able to come to a group and be honest and have it a regular part of your weekly schedule, a regular ritual in your life is so important. And also on the topic of confidentiality, we have another way of keeping the conversation intentional. Antonio, would you mind sharing about that? Sure. Another way we keep things confidential is we do our darndest to uh, to avoid all sarcasm. And, and I think this <laughs> rule was probably made up for me, and I, I can speak personally in that. <laughs> See, yeah, it was about me. As everyone around it wasn't. Here was laughing. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um, based on my background, how I communicate, I'm really good at um, deflecting and I'm really good at, at blocking uh, connections sometimes. And one of the methods that I use to do that is humor. I'll get you to laugh about something or I will use sarcasm about something. And what I found and what the group knows to be true is that sarcasm actually creates disconnection. Sometimes humor can take you away from creating a deeper connection of learning about something. And so for me, there are times that I have had to stop myself mid-sentence to 
make a joke because it's just so easy for me. Let, let, let's lighten things up. We're talking about something really heavy right now. I'm feeling uncomfortable inside. So my normal mechanism is to make some people laugh, create some levity and we go down. Uh, but I found that when I do that, it's not of service to the group. It's not of service to me and it doesn't lead to the best outcome. And you're also, you know, we're fortunate to have dudes that if something's not working. We can kindly look at one another and share what's not working. Um, and it's rare that you have that all the time. And so for me, I really appreciate that. And it's been such a, a growing period for me to know that, yeah, humor, that, that's your defense mechanism. You can use it and you don't have to. These dudes love you either way. They're going to support you uh, either way. And they got your back. So we avoid uh, humor and sarcasm. Uh, Chris, I'd love you to chime in on this. Piggybacking off of what Antonio said. I think men traditionally... Uh, because their own stereotypes and the stereotypes of, of society, it's easy that when somebody opes, opens up in something, uh, for somebody to turn to that person and say, uh, you know, stop being a pussy, uh, or this or that or whatever it is. Uh, you know, one of your close friends, uh, Lewis House, wrote a book actually on the subject, the mask of masculinity, and, and you've worked a lot. You know, you've been on uh, professional teams and and played football and other things like that. Why do you think? Um, community is so important to men especially i think men need to have an outlet as we get older and accumulate more quote-unquote responsibilities with families and businesses and being providers and things like that um it's easier and easier to not have an outlet to communicate what's not working and communicate issues challenges because it may be embarrassing um I think I don't I don't know if this is just a, a, a male thing, but I think that we do as men get embarrassed if we're having, you know, some challenge in our in a relationship, for example. We're not we're not so quick to tell the world about it. And in man morning provides us a, a, an opportunity to not tell the world about it, but to tell a small group of guys that we all know and trust and who are who we know aren't gonna call us a pussy who we know are going to be supportive, who we know are going to be truthful right back at us and say, you know what, I've gone through this before. I'm going through that too or whatever. Um, that's just, it's, it's incredibly important. And, and all it takes, and I've been around, I mean, I've been around groups of guys, like you said, team sports my entire life. All it takes is one or two guys to, um, you know, be dominant and, and, and make fun of somebody or make, make someone feel small, um, to basically disrupt an entire group and make it very clear that that's not the space you can be open with, with other people. I think it's really special and more rare to have a group of guys that you feel like you can express yourself to both the, the goods and the bads. I do want to also touch on the fact that we, we do pretty good at talking about our wins too. So far we've really talked about discussing challenges and what's not working and whatnot, but we do a really good job of talking about wins and what we're excited about in life and what is working. Um, and that's equally as important, but I think men in particular, uh, find that a lot easier to talk about than the challenges. Yeah. I think the wins is an important topic because, uh, as, as business owners, as authors, as people that are out there in the world that are doing things, uh, another big part of happiness is celebrating our successes. In our go, go, go busy culture, sometimes we'll accomplish something that we were working on for months 
and then it'll happen and we won't celebrate. Nirv, we've talked about this before. You know, you run a company. Um, talk about celebration and the opportunity to celebrate and share your wins with your tribe. Without the opportunity of these man mornings, I would actually just go from one win to another win without actually even identifying them as wins. So we would, whether we were signing a new client that was way beyond what we had previously done before, or whether it was a result that we had obtained and I was concluding a project, there was no time to be spent by myself to actually share that with others. And the man, and men morning was that became that first opportunity to start seeing it and be like, wait, 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 did would that just happen? Then when the other members here actually just like Nero, take a pause there, like. Did you just hear what you just said? That changed things up because I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that did happen. That's amazing. And the team actually and the, and the group of guys here actually celebrated it with me. And that gave me that, that minute to just be like, wow, I got, there's something here. Um, so before that, it would just went from next cycle to the next cycle and next cycle. And without a group of support like this, and not just support, but just a group of guys that love you and celebrate you, gives that opportunity to be like, wow, this was something amazing. Uh, Mohi, I want to come to you because uh, every person here has their own group of friends outside of Man Morning. We're not the only crew that we hang out with. Uh, although the way that we're talking about it sounds like a support group for loners. Drew, you have other friends? <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me, man. I, we can talk afterwards. Uh, everybody has friends. Everybody has people in their life. Everybody has a strong family. Everybody has things like that. But, um, you know, what do you get a chance to talk about in Man Morning that you don't necessarily naturally have it come up with your other group of friends? Yeah, I think uh, speaking to the vulnerability that we've kind of talked about before is something that I'm not sharing with, you know, other friends or even other family members just because, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't feel like a safe space or maybe it's just something that they may not have your back in the same way that this group has, where you're just going to get critical feedback or or things that, uh, you know, just don't align with what you're what you want to hear. Whereas with this group, uh, it's everyone's super honest it could be critical feedback it could be positive you know affirmations it could be just anything so i think uh it's been super important to have this kind of crew to just be able to share you know what we're going through um and yeah i don't know other other friends families it's 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 hard for me personally to to go really deep on that level and so um I feel blessed to have this opportunity. Yeah, it's not that you don't have amazing other friends and family. It's just sometimes the conversation doesn't equate itself to that. It's just like it's not the space to do it. You might be talking about something else. You might be hanging on a different capacity. What's funny, Drew, is I, you know, I tell other friends, other friends groups about, uh, or even just people I meet about uh, man morning and, and that we do this. And I'm telling you, almost every guy that I talk, that I tell what we actually do totally wishes they had some group of friends that they could do the same thing with like hundred percent happens all the time. It's, it's not a, it's not a, the reaction isn't like that's weird or, or, you know, it sounds like you guys just walk around and talk about your feelings. It's never that reaction. (laughs) The reaction is always, damn, that's pretty cool. And I wish I had something like that. I found the exact same thing. People get really excited. They say, how do you do it? What's the process? And they want to learn more. And following up on what Mo had said, I think, you know, both of us are our fathers. And 
for me, it's been dope. I'm not a member like of a, of a dad group. Sure, we are kids go to preschool and all that kind of fun stuff. But being able to after a rough night or a challenging period or or talking about preschools or different things, it's everyone here is super supportive when it comes to that. But it's also really cool to be able to look at someone in the eye and they just kind of know uh, they've been there, they've done that or they are experiencing it. And you can provide some type of feedback or support. The fact, you know, observing him travel with his daughter so much actually inspired me and my wife to take some more journeys with our kids. And we've by been, him, you're talking about Mohit. Exactly. Uh, I think sometimes we've been a little, little overwhelmed to travel with our twins, but seeing how you guys have traveled so successfully, knowing it's not always easy, has been an inspiration for me to, to buy those plane tickets, even though we got to buy four tickets now, which <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, man. It gets expensive. Um, but it's been inspirational to do that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be taking some of these trips that we're taking now. So it's, uh, it's just dope to be able to look at someone and know that they're where you are. Uh, I want to talk about relationships and the impact that a regular friend group, tribe, community, and obviously we're talking about it in the context of Man Morning, but just all friendships. You know, uh, <clears throat> one of our dear friends, Esther Perel, uh, she has this quote, and she says, this is the first time in the history of humanity that we're looking to get everything from one person. What we're looking for one person, what we're expecting for one person, we used to get from an entire Village, And that just doesn't go for women and their expectations of men. That can go from men and their expectations of women. We're trying to get everything from one person. But it's so important to have a diversity of people and individuals in, in your life. Uh, we'd love to go around the table, you know, and maybe start off with Nerev, go around this way, and just talk about, like, what does community mean to you in the context of your relationship? How does it support you? Uh, in your relationship and any anecdotes you want to add into it. Drew, that's such an amazing quote by Esther because when I heard that the first time, I looked at my wife and I was like, wow, there's so many things I've put on you just directly of things that I wanted to get from so many others, uh, whether it's personal, like we spend that personal time, that friend time, the intimate times, and even just things that are going on in work, things that are just happening in life and things that I saw on TV. And it's just that there's no way that one person can facilitate everything for you. And within this group of guys, it's been an amazing opportunity to just be able to share all those things that don't need to be in the relationship world with my wife and myself, but just things that are things that I don't need to share in that space, but that I want to share uh, with this group. And it gives me that outlet to be able to have those conversations and to be able to talk about things that I wouldn't normally talk about. Mohi, how about you? How does uh, friendship, tribe, community show up and uh, support you uh, in your relationship? I think for me, especially because I work from home and my wife's currently at home with our daughter, uh, it's important for me to like really step out and, and, and get out of my routine. So that's what's been impactful with this community is being able to share outside of my relationship and get others' perspectives on what's going on has been super helpful uh, to me. And um, it's just so, I just feel blessed that I can go to my wife for certain topics and things, but I have this instant community right here to go go after as well and just get their feedback and opinions. Yeah, which is, which is crazy. You know, I think it's almost like uh, a lot of young couples, especially, and again, this goes for guys and girls, or again, if there was a... Um, whether it's a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual relationship, uh, you know, people, we live in a day and age of like the Instagram couple, the couple that's doing everything together, that's doing, you know, that's working together sometimes, that's, that's doing, that's traveling all the restaurants together, that's doing this. And because we are increasingly 
socially isolated, a lot of people just wake up and find themselves spending time with just their partner. Antonio, any thoughts on the subject? Sure. Spending time you know, specifically with this community has made a big difference just in terms of, of reframing, because I think sometimes you know, I can get blocked in the way that I look at things. I think, you know, when you have a lot of moving parts going on in your life, whether it's business, your relationship, finances, et cetera, you know, things aren't always great. There can be different types of tensions. There could be disagreements, et cetera. And being able to share uh, with the group, these group of guys uh, and use them essentially kind of as a buffer in many ways, like, hey, I'm experiencing X, Y, or Z. Here's how I feel about it. What do you guys think? Just having that sounding board, A, to say it out loud, to see if I can properly articulate it, and then sometimes to hear reflected from one of you. So what you're saying is, and then you hear what you're saying back, and you're like, oh, no, I actually, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not articulating this correctly. You can see where communication challenges can, can, can spark up. So what is provided for me is if I have a, a limited viewpoint of something or if I'm not as open or conscious on a subject matter as I'd like to be, having a conversation with all of you helps me approach different conversations, helps me approach different situations. Sometimes I want to say from a, a more conscious level, a, a better place um, as a better human being, as a better husband, a better friend, um, even as it relates to children as well, like how, how you go about rearing your kids. Um, I'm getting points of views. I'm getting real-time feedback from a variety of people that otherwise would not be there. Sure, I could send a tweet out to the Twitterverse and say, hey, anybody experience this? What do you think? <laughs> and you're going to get your feedback. Well, I don't know you, son. You know, But the, you cats will be real with me. And a lot of my conversations, if I didn't with my spouse, would not have gone the way they went if I didn't talk with all of you first about some of these things. Chris, any thoughts? Yeah, I think one of the ways that supports my relationship, you know, my marriage specifically, is that in in Man Morning and in our group, we talk about we talk about challenges and and it's not just relationship stuff, but let's say let's just say business stuff, for example. Alexis is supporting me in a million different ways. If she's the only person I'm venting to all the time. Every night I come home from work or whatever it is, or whether it's about my, my, whether it's about other family members or business stuff, whatever it is, if she's the only person I'm venting to all the time, she's going to get tired of it. And I will say the same exact thing that uh, for, for me, if I'm the only one she's venting to all the time, I'm going to get tired of it. It wears on a person. I've experienced that firsthand. I think most people probably have in a relationship. So having another group of people, in this case, our guys, to be able to use that, to, to be able to be that sounding board instead of my spouse, I think adds a lot of value. It alleviates that, that, that pressure off the relationship. Another thing that, another big one that I'll add is just the constant reminders that whatever it is I'm going through in my, in my relationship, in my marriage is normal. Like so many of the, of, of the issues, challenges, when we hear each other talk about it, it's like that reminder that that's normal. That's normal. That's not that, that's not that big of a deal. And if I wasn't going out and having these conversations with anybody, I'd probably be at home thinking to myself, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one who has challenges with communications in my relationship with communicating, or I'm the only one um, dealing with, with these types of feelings. And, and the, I think the world could very easily feel like it's, you know, all on my shoulders. And instead I get constant reminders not from not from TV or people I don't know, but from people who I know and trust. So like, 
this is normal. This is normal. And it makes everything just feel a little less heavy. You know, relationship uh, researcher John Gottman, he talks so much about the importance of sometimes the solution to something that you're going through in your relationship is to just be heard. And it's like, great, everybody here has an amazing partner that can do that, but you don't want that to be the only person to be able to hear you out. Uh, we've talked a lot about challenges. We've talked a lot about when things go wrong, but also too, everybody here is a driven person. Everybody's working on amazing projects. You have people here that are running multi-million dollar, multi-million dollar, multi-million baller, <laughs> multi-million dollar businesses, people that are having huge uh, impacts in, in their community, people writing books, people supporting uh, top, top clients that are in the world. A big part of what we do is also goals. We know the old adage of you are uh, an average of the five people or the 10 people that you spend the most time with. And I think there's a lot of people that are listening and they're like, oh, I'm in trouble. But we've seen firsthand how being part of a group and hearing about what other people are up to, especially when it comes to the category of goals, actually drives you and pushes you. Uh, my business partner, Dr. Hyman, says uh, we go further when we're, when we're together. And it's not willpower, but it's friend power that has us go through the most challenging and difficult tasks. Anybody here want to talk about how having a regular group of people, in this case, it's us guys that are meeting every Thursday morning, but having a regular group of people that are also driven and are also happy and are also inspired and are also up to stuff has uh, pushed them to achieve or uh, reach for some goal in their life. Hey, this is uh, Nirav. The area that worked because of us all being together was hearing conversations with some of the guys saying the times that they're working out, working out I took as a, it was not spending any time for the last eight or nine years ever working out, just sat in front of a computer and did work and, and went home and passed out. Uh, that was my routine for close to nine years. And then actually hearing Drew saying that he started working with a personal trainer and going in three days a week changed my perspective. I was like, wait, that can be done. And this is, and I'm see, I saw him for six months and he put on a ton of weight, really great weight on muscles. I was like, I want it. I want that. Like I definitely need to show up this way. So, uh, I, I booked somebody and for six months I've been going steady and I wouldn't have done that without actually hearing the stories and being able to see what's possible from, from a group of guys that are discussing things like this. And so that became, and the results were amazing. Lost so much body fat, went down uh, three percentage in body fat, uh, gained eight pounds of muscle, and still keeping up with it still to this day. Yeah, man. Congratulations. You can buy man. Nero's program at www. <laughs> 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 For only $9.99 a month. You too can do it. <laughs> this is Antonio, and I think what's also interesting about the quote about um, – you know, you're the average of the five to 10 people you spend the most time with. I think in this day and age, it's also, you're the average of the five to 10 people you text with the most as well. I invite everyone right now just to pull out your cell phone and look at the last five people that you sent a text message with back and forth and, and ask yourself this, this question, do those people make you better? And, and vice versa, do you make them better? I, I'm fortunate that I can look at my phone right now and these guys at the table right here are probably within the last five texts that I had going on. Um, to your point, Drew, about you know, what the group provides, you know, as, as we mentioned, everyone here in some regard operates and, and runs their, their own business. And for a long time, I think my thinking about business specifically around growth was, was really, was limited. It was, it was small and it was limited and it was small because of my environment, because of the people that I was spending time with, 
being a bit in a vacuum, kind of doing the solopreneur thing. But hearing the conversations, the wins that Nerevs gets, the wins that Chris has got, the wins that Drew's got, Mohit, et cetera, have been super inspirational to me from a business perspective. And uh, something we haven't mentioned yet is, you know, every year in some capacity, we get together for a, a full one day outing. And we, and we did that back in December and we sat across the a table and we had breakfast with each other and the question of the day was you know what was most important about 2019 for our planning and things we wanted to accomplish so not only did we get to share what we wanted to do i think it was maybe just one or two things a piece but then the, the guys actually were able to follow up and ask questions so if it's a little bit vague they made it pointed so it was a, a real a tangible kind of goal that you can actually check off that's not just kind of nefarious just just out there and we got clarity on these things so What's awesome is the accountability, because if I say something in man morning about doing X, Y, or Z, best believe in a week or two, somebody's going to bring it up. Like, well, how was progress on X? How was progress on Y? We just don't leave it hanging. It's just a dope group. You know, I think a lot of people go out to brunch and talk about all the things that they're going to do, but they're never going to do them. Like with man morning, we talk about the things we want to do, and then we follow up and actually do them. Side note, nothing's wrong with brunch, but um, we get to actually have accountability uh, with one another on what the things we say are most important. Chris, anything you want to add to that? You can't help but, but be inspired when you're hanging around other people that are setting goals, um, who are ambitious, who are pursuing, who are trying to be the best they can, the best, trying to be the best men they can be in their, in their relationships, in their business. You can't help but be inspired by that. I think it's interesting. Probably There's probably not one of us that would be a part of the group if we all weren't like that. Like, you know, I think people find each other for a reason, too. And um, and and so, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been that for me. It's driven me and in in not only just in, in, in an inspiring way, but also I think all of us would agree that there's been very tangible um, things that we've done for each other to help each other grow, grow businesses, um, you know, very tangible things from everything from whatever chiming in and, and, and spending significant time in your expertise, helping, helping each other out. So, um, there was another thing I wanted to touch on too, which is that even though we've, we've talked about, we've talked about man morning in terms of, you know, how we're vulnerable and how we open up and talk about all these things. Um, it's very natural. I think for, for anybody, this is how, you make really good friends. This is how you develop really good friendships. Man, morning has led all of us to be closer outside of our morning hikes, at least, you know, speaking for myself. I think I've, we'd all agree to that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's led us to be closer, um, want, wanting to hang out with each other a lot more. We do all kinds of stuff together now. And I think that's a direct result of the fact that we're really real with each other. We talk about real stuff. We really care. And I don't think you get there if you're just talking about sports all day long or, or, you know, or whatever it is. So there's just so many great side effects of having, of spending this intentional time with, with other people. Yeah. Nair, if you want to jump in, I want to bring up one point, which uh, Chris brought up is like being the best man you can be. Cause there's a couple of things like you, you have mastermind groups, you have tons of different ways that guys have gotten together. Um, but the big point with Chris saying that being the best man you can be was just not related to business. We're not always just talking about money or how do we get the next big dollar or make the next 100000 from some scheme that we want to put together. That's not what half of these conversations are about. And I remember a time where we 
I got inspired by some of the the things that Moet was doing, things that Chris was doing when he put together this amazing album for his wife and like uh, put together this whole scenario of uh, of experiences that they went through. And uh, I was like, I want to, I want to kick. Like, it became a game for me too, where I was like, I want to do something spontaneous for, for for my wife. So we did like a, a trip to to Cabo. But it was just like those types of things wouldn't have come out if I wasn't. It wasn't there talking about something about how do how do we be the best men we can be in our relationships? How do we can be the best men in in on our workspace? How do we be this this mess man in a group of friends? And how do we show up? And those are the things that I, I love talking about. We went to we started reading David Data's book together, all of us. And that was really great because we would read a chapter out of his book on, on some of the sessions and uh, talking about how can we use that theme um, for, for our week. There's a lot of people that are listening here and are like, okay, so you guys have a strong group of friends who regularly get together and you all individually sound pretty uplifting, pretty inspired, up to stuff. But I'm sitting here in my town, whether I'm a guy, a girl, or anybody listening, whether I'm young, whether I'm old, and I don't know people like you guys. I don't know people like you. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin. So it's nice that you guys have your group, but what the heck am I supposed to do? So I'd love to go around the table because again, besides Nirv and I, I knew you Mohit, but we weren't close. Yeah. We didn't have a close relationship. Um, and, I, and Antonio, I know you, but we hardly spent any time together. Uh, Chris, we didn't, none of us knew you. <laughs> and so, uh, and Mark, uh, our other buddy who's not here right now, not Dr. Hyman, but uh, Mark Leibowitz, who's not here, couldn't make the podcast. Uh, I was the only person that knew him. So we didn't have existing, really strong relationships. Almost be became stronger because of this group that we had. And Chris, you mentioned that. So there's people that are listening and are looking for super practical advice, whether they wanna create a regular group that meets up or whether they're just trying to make one friend who truly has their back. They're looking for how do I get started? So I love everybody to chime in, um, whether it's somebody who, you know, one couple things that I think that people are dealing with um, is uh, they're moving to a new city and they're the new person in the city, they don't know anybody. They have, the, they're in the city that they grew up in and the only people they know are the people they went to school in and they don't have necessarily the same values or goals or other things. So put you pitch yourself in the headspace of the person that's listening who's starting from scratch and is looking to create closer relationships in, their, in relationships in their life. What would you suggest for them? One this is Chris. One piece of practical advice I would give is be a yes person. Say yes. And what I mean specifically by that is that there are events, there are things you get invited to, and if you're not getting invited, there, you know, communities have, whether it's cities or towns, have event pages where there's stuff going on. Say yes to stuff and get out there. If you want to, if you're looking to meet, you know, new people who, um, who you relate with well, and that maybe someone you want to spend more time with, I think a lot of it is just you having to be out there, and and if you just say yes to anything and everything, I think that, well, whether it's inevitable that you're going to meet folks that you really, you know, vibe with well, you're, you're at the very least going to significantly increase your chances. When I moved to LA, knew very, very few people. My one rule was whatever anybody asked me to, to go anywhere or do anything, I'm going to say yes. There was some stuff I said yes to I didn't know much about. Uh, Drew, I met you at, at basically at the shine. It was technically after a shine. 
But the way the shine was explained to me the very first time, I had literally, I was very confused about exactly what And just explain what, what the shine is for those that are listening because they can look it up because it happens in New York City and London and San Francisco and in LA. Sure, yeah. Um, the shine is a is a um, a variety show of sorts that brings together um, brings together folks. Now it happens on a Saturday night. It was founded and still run by a good friend of ours, Light Watkins, who's been on the podcast previously on meditation. Absolutely, it's um, Light's baby, and he's done a he's done a great job with it. And um, basically, there's there's no booze, so it's a very intentional. Um, evening of both entertainment and thought-provoking talks and music. It's just a really cool night of a, of, um, of a variety of different entertainment, really, and a way to meet people. A lot of folks showing up there. It's um, there's you, you show up. There's a question of the day, and so there's an, another way to get to know people when you're going to things like this. Sometimes these events have creative ways for you to to meet people. So. My point is that we we met after a shine, but but I said yes to the shine. Really, I could have chosen to be really freaked out by it, or or at least weirded out by it, or because I didn't know exactly what it was. Not said said yes to go, but saying yes was one of the best decisions that I made that led to my very best friends. Um, you know, very shortly after I moved to LA. So, be a yes person is my piece of practical advice. To piggyback a little bit on what Chris said, I think you and know, uh, Antonio speaking. Uh, to piggyback a little bit on what, what Chris just said is to create intentionality around it and maybe give yourself a metric to hit. So maybe that metric is one day a week, I'm going to go out to some type of event. And that event, you can be specific about what type of event that is, the type of people that you want to bring into your community, whether that's a church event, whether you find a meetup event for, for fellow fathers or, or mothers, if you happen to be a mother, whether it's a group of uh, triathletes, who knows, but find a group of people that you're really into and go out there and just go to learn. I think something else that's interesting that you can do as well is not put a lot of pressure on it. You know, we talk now about man morning, but this was years in the making. We didn't four actually, years, four years in the making. We didn't day one say, well, this is man morning. Let's come every Thursday at 7 a.m. It, it took time for us to realize what actually was happening. So what I don't want you to do is put pressure on yourself. And uh, after you have a, a couple of outings with a couple of, of friends, say, hey, this is official. Sign your, your name and blood on this contract. Keep it loose, keep it relaxed, and get together on a, on a regular basis without putting any pressure behind it. And I think it can naturally and organically grow into uh, something special. And, and I think the last piece about that is, again, not putting pressure on it. I think about when people talk about having mentors. And, you know, they say, what's the best way to get a mentor? And in my experience, the way not to get a mentor is to go up to someone and say, will you be my mentor? The way to get a mentor is actually to start treating someone like your mentor. So if you find someone that you really vibe with, that's really doing great things in the community that you're into, you regularly engage them, add value. Hey, you want to get coffee next week? Want to go for a walk? I'm sure if you know they see you the same way, they will gladly do that. And over time, uh, that strong relationship and your own man, woman, whatever morning could uh, eventually form as well. To build on that, I think, uh, and that's uh, Mohit. This speaking. is Mohit. Sorry. To build on what Antonio is saying, I think one thing that's important also is to show up and show appreciation and i think uh, drew does this really well he's someone i look look up to and how he uh you know interacts with his friends and, and families he's always showing us appreciation whether it's through texts or, or voicemails or just inviting us introducing us to other people hosting game nights whatever it is um, i feel like he's very intentional about always having community around and um you know hosting and, and making these introductions to others that not only benefit other folks, but in the long term, it might come back and, and help him in some way. So I think I found myself 
trying to replicate some of those strategies and, and doing similar things to also, uh, you know, see some of those benefits. Thanks, man. Nerf? The other part I see, when we started Man Morning, we invited lots of different people to Man Morning. So it didn't just come out of just having this group and only this group. We didn't find five guys who just ended up being the perfect group of guys. It just ended up being inviting one person after another person. And it wasn't that somebody didn't make the cut. Uh, it wasn't in that nature by any means, but it was just more of that conversation. Just fine. When you invite others out, and we've invited many people into the group and to participate, whether they're traveling and coming in, but to getting a chance to experience Man Morning and self and kind of just having that um, that dialogue, but I, I really, and this like was also the group that like regularly was, showed up. Yes. Right. The ones that would ask about it, the ones that would say, let's do this. Let's, let's make this happen. Yeah. And just inviting people out, whether it's for an event like this, for a gathering like this, or even just in invitations, a lot of, we tend to feel that some people are busy and they might say no, but the more you get into just asking people, inviting more chances than not, they say yes. And they say, would love to, would love to grab some coffee, would love to hang out, would love to go see a movie. They just need to be invited. And we forget that that's actually what we're looking for too, is just to have that invitation to come in or to go to somewhere. I'm curious, uh, and Chris, you mentioned this earlier, that there's some of your friends that when you talk about what you've been up to or, or what you just did today, everybody you've talked about man morning too, and I know the rest of the guys in this group have had this experience. Um, they get excited and they talk about how they wish they had that in their life. Uh, what do you notice for your friends and the people in your community, or if you just go randomly to a cocktail party and you meet somebody, for folks who don't regularly have community in their life, you know, what kinds of things are they telling you? Or what kinds of things do they just feel that they're missing out on? Man, morning is it's 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 so it's so interesting to me how and why and how important it is to us. One of the things that I've noticed just in, in my own being out and about over the last year or two or so, um, when I come across people who, who either tell me they depre they're depressed or tell me that someone they know is depressed, I'll almost immediately ask if that person has friends they normally hang out with or that they hang out with on a regular basis outside of their of their marriage if they're in a relationship. And almost every single time the answer is no. No, they don't. No, they're not hanging out with anybody. And I know that there's a lot of science behind that, but it doesn't take a scientist to, to know that that is a very clear, that is a very clear thing. People who aren't hanging out with friends outside of their relationship are less happy. And, and your question about what are people telling me that, that they're missing out on? I'm not really sure that anyone's told me specifics about what they're missing out on. All I know is that I can see the reaction in their face. And, and when they tell me how cool it is, I think that I, I feel like I can tell what it is they feel like they're missing out on. And that is genuine, high quality friendships and human connection. You know, the thing is human that connection, the reason that I love doing this podcast and the reason we talk so much about community in the broken brain docuseries and, and, and here on this podcast is that a lot of people don't say they have a friend problem. A lot of people don't say people complain about their friends, but they don't say, Oh, you know, the reason that I'm not accelerating in my career is because I don't have the right group of friends to support me and stay accountable to. Oh, the reason that I fight with my partner more so than I maybe should 
is because we both don't have a strong group of friends. People don't equate a lot of the challenges that they're dealing with in life to the absence of regular community. It's almost like we completely take it for granted. Yeah, and this is Antonio. I think something else that's unique when I share about man morning with other people, not, not sure how many the, the table have got the same responses, is sometimes an incredulous response of, oh, that can never work for me. Oh, that's not possible for me in my life. And you know, you're talking to a dude that, that travels a lot, a dude that's the father of twins, and believe me, it's on paper, it's not possible for me to get out of my home at 6.30 in the morning to meet the fellas at 7 for a hike while my wife is all alone with our, our kids. But I, I invite people to, when we, we find ourselves asking that question, oh, that can never work for me, just to reframe sometimes of why can't, you know, asking the question, why can't this work for me? Just reframe that to how can this work for me? We all have reasons, clients, business, gym, all these different things, reasons why we can't be there. But the question is, are you willing to commit to something? And I think one thing that we've all done, and we haven't really hit on this too much right now, is we made a commitment in some regard, a commitment to one another. The beautiful thing is we never, during our, our, our activities, have to say, hey, y'all, this just stays right here. That, that's a no-brainer, just stays there. So I think a lot of people don't think this is actually possible. And, and I challenge you to rethink that, to see how you can make it possible. Is it possible every week, super early in the morning? Maybe not, but somehow, some way, if you really express potentially to your partner or other people, maybe even to your, your work colleagues, why you're going to be 30, min 30 minutes a little bit later than you normally are, I think you'd be surprised how much people will welcome you choosing to be a better person and to surround yourself with amazing people. And this is just one model that we want to put out as an example. Obviously, at the end of the day, whatever you take away from this conversation is just about bringing more intentional community and connection into your life. I want to talk about the model um, a for, for another quick second, because I Please. think, I think a lot of people out there, like I, I have groups of, I have groups of guys, for example, that I hang out with on a weekly basis, but it's drinking buddies. It's playing softball or hockey once a week. And that's cool. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that like you said, Drew, we've, we've, we've put, kind of put together a model here. I think the model is actually, it makes sense. It, 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 it is meaningful and it accomplishes creating relationships that are deeper than guys, for example, that you just go grab some beers with or guys, you know, when you're playing a sport with and you're not having conversation, you're having a great time, you're getting an exercise. Sure. Um, but this is different. And I think that people should, uh, I, I just think it'd be, it's really smart for people to really think about, the type of time they're spending with their community. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, I went to, uh, when I was at the age of 12, um, we went to India where to this little town where my uh, great-grandparents grew up. And my dad spent a little bit of time there too. And very similar to, you know, Chris, I know your family's from Europe. And, uh, and like, you know, you spend some time in Spain and all of us have traveled around in different places. And this idea that the, at the end of the day, people all leave their, their works, their residence, and they meet in this sort of town center. And they sit around and they talk, whether it's over a glass of wine, whether it's something, but just this regular, or whether it's sitting on your stoop or your porch or whatever, you're getting there and you're talking. And you're sitting and the intention is to connect. Sports are great. That's a great opportunity to work out, to do other stuff. Might be a different, and you can still connect that way, but this is just a little bit different. It's a little bit different. This is Nirav. I'll add that, you know, when we were back in high school and college, there was always ways that we could 
be able to find friends. And for me, coming out of work and in like my late 20s, early 30s, it wasn't easy to make friends. So it wasn't easy to just find them um, because it, there weren't as many situations or occurrences where people were just getting together. So there was no town center. There was no college campus to go hit up and just go find somebody. So it became a game for me uh, when we moved to L.A. to actually go seek that out. And that was something that I had to play in order, and also make a priority to figure out who is going to become my group of friends that are here. And even though uh, Drew was here and it was great to have him here to introduce us to so many people, I'd say yes to that, but also be able to be willing to like make that something that becomes a part of my day and part of my routine. And it wasn't that it just came to us. So I, I would definitely, for all of us here, um, would love to kind of talk a little bit more about how we've all gain friends too because it hasn't just been purely that it's come to us but it's been all of us actively seeking people yeah i think that's a good point because one of the things i hear a lot is that from people is that it's impossible to make friends after 35 i don't know if you guys ever hear people mm -hmm. people say that time and this has been a really good a really good way I, we're all inspired to be a part of this our wives were were happy to support us being a part of this. It's not like we were saying we we're gonna go, I don't know, do something non-productive with a bunch of guys that we barely know. You know, it was just a really good way and, and really kibosh the idea that it's impossible to make friends after 35. We're all in our mid to late 30s, early 40s, and we really we found a way to make really, really, really good friends, great friends. Um, so if, if anything, I hope that, I hope that it inspires people that move to a new city. It's later in life or whatever. You can always make new friends and, and we're a good example of that. And this is Antonio. And I think Nirv and Chris really just hit the nail on the head and it's going to take effort. It's going to require you getting uncomfortable. It's going to require you getting a, uh, your heartbeats can start beating fast when you go to that event and you walk in, you don't know anyone. It's going to require you getting the butterflies um, when you pick up that phone to text a stranger that was you're introduced to by a family member elsewhere. And just that willingness to grow, that willingness to step out there, even if it doesn't always work out, will give you that much more confidence uh, the next time you go out uh, for an event or activity to, to meet new folks. And this is Mohit. One real quick thing I wanted to add is uh, I think it's important to stress that these are offline friends versus just online friends because in this kind of social media age, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I have a lot of Facebook friends and followers and Instagram followers, but then they don't really have that community to hang out with in real life. And I think that's very intentional for us to make sure it's in person on a regular basis uh, in real life. So it's offline. Uh, super important. I love it. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and talking about how we create in our own lives community on a practical level so everybody tuning in and listening to the podcast who says but how but how but how this is how you start you just get started you be intentional about it and you put in the effort because it's worth it you've heard firsthand from the folks that are here how worth it is in their life and we have all the data and the stats to also show the impact that it makes in our health. I want to thank you all for coming on the podcast. And I would love to go around the table and just talk about where people could find you and uh, how they could uh, ask you a question if they have a question or uh, check out the work that you're up to. So let's pop over to Antonio. Hey, you can find me at theantonionevs.com. You can find me on social media at, at theantonionevs.com. Awesome. Chris? 
This is Chris Gearbase, and you can find me on Instagram at, at Chris G underscore P, and I'm on Facebook as Christopher Gearbase. Awesome. Nerf? Hey, this is Nerf. You can find Nerf, uh, me at anata.io and send me an email directly, uh, Nerf at anata.anatadesign.com, and uh, reach out. Awesome. Mohit? Hey, this is Mohit, and you can find me on Instagram at one Mohit. And you can find me at uh, my nonprofit, immigranted.org. And uh, we don't have our uh, honorary other member here. He's on a photo shoot, but it's Mark Leibowitz. And you can find him at Mark Leibowitz uh, photo. Uh, but we'll link, just check him out in the show notes. You can find a link to his Instagram. And uh, if you see a, a photo of Dr. Hyman, it's probably Mark Leibowitz who took it, uh, including the Broken Brain podcast cover photo that we just recently updated. That's my photo. Shout out to Mark Leibowitz for taking that photo. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not, I repeat, it's not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional medicine practitioner, you can visit ifm.org and search their find a provider database. It's important that you have somebody in your corner that's qualified, that's trained, that's a licensed healthcare practitioner helping you make changes especially when it comes to your health.